0: Beyond the pain, Pain. beyond the adversity, adversity. beyond this life, it's Faith Beyond. (laughs) Author, coach, and Faith Beyond founder, Tim Maseko, explores grief, loss, overcoming adversity, various belief systems from around the world, and so much more. The Faith Beyond podcast starts now.
1: Hey, Tim Maseko here, and the Faith Beyond podcast is underway Thanks for joining me. I'll tell you what, this is going to be a powerful episode. Powerful. I am going solo once again. No interviewee, just me and you, but I'm going to share with you uh, some some things that, that I haven't shared with everybody. So this is going to be a very emotional episode, I think, for me and hopefully valuable for you. Now, to kick off the show, though, I'd like to give you something inspirational or give you a quote from the Bible or one of the other scriptures, it doesn't have to be the Bible because faith beyond is beyond a single religion. It's about connecting with God on a higher level, connecting with a spiritual desire that I believe we all have in us. Sometimes we just don't recognize it or we don't understand what that pull is, what that desire is. And so that's kind of what this show is about. Uh, so this week I'm going to actually use uh, the Quran. You know, a lot of people misunderstand the Muslim faith. They misunderstand other faiths in general. If I'm a Christian, I don't understand how Hindus think. I don't understand Buddhism. I don't understand the Jewish faith. The Jewish Judaism, you know, that type of faith may not understand the Muslim faith and vice versa. So it's really interesting to me, though. This this uh, saying comes out of um, uh, the Quran. I think it's chapter 2, verse 185, if I'm reading this correctly. But it says, Allah intends to provide ease for you and does not intend to create hardship for you. Allah intends to provide ease for you and does not intend to create hardship for you. So God, you know, Allah, they're talking about God, just like I talk about God, just like you talk about God if you're a Christian. They're talking about God. And I think this verse is so strong and so powerful because they're saying, you know, hey, God does not give you anything that's not, meant to make you stronger, to make you better, to help you. He's not trying to create roadblocks. He's not trying to create problems or issues. It's to help you grow. It's to help you improve your life. It's to help change direction. It's all these things. And so I really find that to be a very powerful scriptural writing, regardless of what kind of religion you may follow. So, I thought that was very powerful. Now, on the show today, you know, I got to address the people who may feel alone out there. And, and so that's what today's about. And I'm going to get right into it after this. So I don't know what I'm waiting for. Let's just go.
0: Let's go. Take a ride with me. Let's go. Say goodbye to the worries on your minds. Got no worries when you're by my side. Let's go take a ride with me. Let's go leave behind all the reasons not to try. Got no reasons when you're by my side.
1: All right, well, this is Timasaka once again, and I am doing a solo show today. I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to do this for a while. It's something that I felt very strongly about. I just wasn't sure if I was going to put it out there quite this bluntly, and um, something's been pulling at my heart saying, share. You know, bear witness. That's why, it's why you're doing this show. And so I want to go back and talk about how in 2013, I lost my five-year-old son, Seth. And, and some of you may be well aware of that by now. And if you don't, you will be well aware of it as you listen to these, these podcasts going forward. But it was uh, a very trying time. And in the early days, the whole community was there for us. I, I think about how I had friends and family and acquaintances and people from work and just everybody from all over the place was there and it was a very very trying difficult time but when i look back now i think about how i was able to survive because people were propping us up they were helping us they were bringing food they were donating money they were doing all these different things to sending cards and flowers and you know all these things that people will do and it was you know i appreciated it i truly did but i was in such a state of mind that it was hard to express that i was just kind of in shock and in in a state of a uh, anxiety all the time. I was always on edge and I kind of kept to myself for the most part, but I think it was the days after we got back in the home, after everyone went back to their own, own lives, right? And, and this is what's going to happen is people will go back to their own lives because they have to, they've got their family, they've got their jobs, they got their kids, they've got their stresses. And so they do care. But the reality is at some point you're going to have to live your life by yourself again. And that's when I think it gets really tough when everyone kind of goes back to what they have to do, and then now you're left in that house alone, and those thoughts, and those feelings, and those problems, and those stresses. You get an occasional text from a friend or someone who's still thinking about you, but they're more sporadic. You have a lot of time to sit and think, and one day it just, it got to be too much. And I'll never forget that day because I went to the baseball field, and the baseball field is where some a place where we spent so much time. I coached baseball for many, many years, and so from the time my son was born, uh, he was at the ball field with me, my my daughter was there all the time, and my wife was there, and it was just a very special place for us to go. So I sat at the ball field that night just staring, and I don't remember, can't remember what I was even thinking at this point in time. It was just staring at the field, kind of reminiscing, I guess, and I was saying goodbye. And then I drove over to the cemetery where, where my son was buried. And I never forget to stand there at his graveside. And I basically was telling him, you know, tell him goodbye, but also I'll see you soon. Because that's where my my, my mind was at that point. I just didn't feel like there's a reason to live anymore. I didn't feel like there was a reason to go on. I felt so alone and so empty, despite of everyone else's best efforts. It just didn't seem like there was a reason for me to be here on this earth anymore and i'll never forget i I called my friend troy and i don't even remember what i said to him but i I basically i I think i was just thanking him for everything he had done because he'd been there from the the day of the acts and all the way through and and helped in so many different ways and and the next thing i know he was right there at the cemetery with me standing by my side Um, I remember he asked where I was and I had told him, but I did not remember asking him to come there. Maybe I did. I don't even remember at this point, but he was there. And I don't know if he realizes it or not, but if he hadn't been there, if he hadn't stopped whatever it was he was doing and came to be by my side in that moment in time, I don't think I would be recording this for you today. I don't think I would have gone on to do all the things I've done since that moment. Because I don't think I would have gotten past that night. Now, I don't know how I was going to do it. I don't know what I was going to do. I hadn't gotten that far mentally. I just was saying my goodbyes and making peace with my own inner demons. And so, you know, I've never actually said to Troy, thank you directly. But hopefully he'll hear this and he'll know. He'll know how much I love him and care for him as as a brother and... If it wouldn't have been for him, who knows? And I share that because I think a lot of us have those moments you may not have lost a child. You just may have, maybe you're facing divorce or your relationship has ended or you have cancer diagnosis or you have some other debilitating disease or there's there's a reason. There's a reason that you feel like, why am I here? Why, why am I here? Why am I going on? Why am I putting up with this? I talked to a counselor once who told me that it's very typical and normal. This is shocking to me. Normal for people to have suicidal thoughts. Now, now let me put a disclaimer in here though. If you are having suicidal thoughts, that's it's, I don't wanna say it's normal, I'm saying that, but yet, you know, you still probably need to talk to somebody. So the great thing is, the National Suicide Hotline has changed recently. All you have to do is call or text 988. It's that simple, 988, and you can get um, that that help. But I wanted to make the point that it's not abnormal per se, according to this person, this counselor, who was saying that we all may have those moments. But I also don't want any, I just don't want anyone to think that, oh, he said it's okay, don't go get help. No, call 988 or text if you need help with that. So there was a guy who decided he didn't want to live anymore. And he got up on the bridge, and he jumped off. And as he jumped off, he immediately realized that every problem that he thought he had could have been solved if he just had lived. And he didn't want to die. He landed at the bottom. He was seriously injured, but he did live. And he went around spreading that story that he wanted to die until the moment he jumped and that, that at that moment he realized it wasn't as bad as he thought it was. And over time I realized that my life life was not as bad as I thought it was either. I was just having this reaction, having these mental thoughts that, that weren't um, weren't positive you know they were very negative of course and, and it's normal. it's normal but you have to be able to, know that there's something more. There's something more that we can do and something more we can hold on to. And so t- so today, I wanted to share with you something straight out of my book, Child Loss 101. It's a story I wrote. It was actually a Facebook post originally. And it's very, very uh, powerful. And I hope that someone out there can can get something from this today. So let me go ahead and just share with you exactly how it was written. You are not alone. I celebrated a birthday this week. I'd like to say it was a wonderful day, but like most days, things still aren't the same since the accident. It seems like every time you think you're moving on or you're feeling better, something comes along and smacks you right in the face, and suddenly you're right back there, feeling that pain and despair all over again. I'm not writing this for sympathy or to garner attention, but simply to let others know that you are not alone during the day I work in management and in, in the evening I coach in the local school system I'm a regular everyday kind of guy but I have to admit it seems like every so often I turn into an emotional wreck I'm not the person I normally am when those moments come everyone thinks you're doing okay because you don't break in public but with time and You learn what triggers those moments, and you try to avoid them the best you can while you're out so others don't know. You take a deep breath, and you walk away when the need arises. I was told it gets easier with time, but I'm not so sure. I think you just learn how to hide it, adjust to it, and live with it. However, easier isn't a term I would ever use. Still, I want you to know that you are not alone. Yesterday, while sitting at the desk in my office, I heard a siren in the distance. The day my son died, I heard those same sirens. As the sounds got closer, it triggered that moment in time all over again. Tears filled my eyes and it became hard to breathe, and the events of March twentieth, two 2013 flooded my thoughts and overtook everything I was doing. For the next several minutes, I sat in a trance, unable to do much of anything, but sit and wait for the moment to pass. Eventually it did, and I turned my attention back to the work at hand, but I was not very productive for the rest of the workday. Many people will call me strong, but moments like those they make you feel like the weakest person in the world. However, I'm coming to realize it's okay. It's natural. It's expected. If you're suffering and you have one of those moments, please know you are not alone. Lately, one of my favorite things to do is sit and look at old pictures. It somehow feels so good just to see his little five-year-old face. Seth always seems to be happy I mean, even now when I look at the pictures, I realize he really was a very joyful child full of energy and love. That smile lit up a room and it still does in those pictures. Most days, those pics bring a smile to my face. Other days, they bring the tears to my eyes. They bring such happiness and such immense pain at the same time. But I'm glad I have them. If this is the way you feel, know that you are not alone. I could go on and on, but just know that you aren't alone. My thoughts and prayers go out to all who are suffering. And if that person is you, just know that despite how you may feel right now, you will never be alone. I read that to you, and I think back and how lonely I felt. And I didn't realize that I was never alone God is always there isn't he in that moment when I didn't know if I wanted to go on he had me call the one person that he knew would show up for me and he told that person to be there and that person was there and I went on so if you're having any kinds of thoughts like that please know that there are better days ahead. I say this all the time on the show, and I'm going to keep saying it. It is not over when the worst moments in your life occur. You have to have faith beyond the pain, beyond the adversity, a faith beyond this life, as I say in my little slogan, if you will. But I'm talking about that connection with something that's bigger than any one of us. It's there. You know it. You know it deep down inside, you know it, but there are these mountains in your way and you feel like you can't climb them. You can't move them. You can't get through them. You can't get around them. It's frustrating. It's so frustrating, but you are not alone. You are not alone. You have people there. You have friends. You have family. All you have to do is reach out. And again, you have prayer. You have meditation. You have this connection to something that's bigger than you connect to it. I encourage you. But know that you are not alone. This song that I'm about to play for you, it it really emphasizes this whole, whole show today. So, here's Bex on the Faith Beyond show.
0: Life is harder and the days seem darker when you are alone feel like you're a winner all the problems grow bigger when you see it all up close but there's sunshine behind the dark clouds things will turn brown there's no doubt hold out a little longer you will get stronger i just want you to know you can take my hand i'm here for you don't look at the past that's trying to stop you just take one step at a time scary, but you don't have to worry I'll be with you by your side When you face your demons, it is just a season You'll be free from all the lies Cause there's sunshine behind the dark clouds Things will turn round, there's no doubt Hold out a little longer, you will get stronger I just want you to know Oh, oh, you can take my hand, I'm here for you Don't look at the past that's trying to stop you Just take one step at a time
1: talk about powerful, huh? Oh man, I'm drying my eyes from that one. We're going to go to the Sign of Hope segment here in a moment before we wrap the show up for this week. I really hope that that you, again, reach out to me if you feel like you need someone to talk to. I am always here for you. Also, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. You can find me at Tim T-I-M M-A-C-E-Y K-O. You can Um, send me an email, tim at faithbeyond.org. That's tim at faithbeyond.org. I would love to hear from you. I would also like for you to give me your sign of hope. Send me your message where something gave you inspirational or hope. Or if you have a story to tell or share or a message you think we need to talk about, again, email me, tim at faithbeyond.org. Would love to hear from you. But right now, let's go on and have this week's sign of hope. I I love this section of the show because Signs of Hope is all about real people sharing real stories of something that happened in their life that they really just couldn't explain. Couldn't explain. I had a lot of those things happen to me after losing my son, Seth and so it fascinates me when other people are able to share their stories as well. This week, I've got a story from Sonia, and Sonia writes this. She said, my late partner Paul was an atheist, and he never believed in the afterlife. But following a successful heart operation at the age of 49, the doctors told him he had made a full recovery And he would live until he'd be an, quote, old man. But Paul said, no. No, he was only going to live until he was 50. Now, of course, I naturally reassured him that there was no reason to think he would not live for many years to come. But what was unusual was following this operation, Paul started to see his deceased dad by his bedside. Just standing there, not saying anything. And Paul also started to talk about God. Now, remember, he was an atheist, but he began to start talking about God after the surgery. And interestingly, he was saying he was going to chat with Jesus. Now, again, he had no prior belief for any religion uh, before this operation occurred. So this was fascinating. And Paul wrote letters to family members as he repeatedly believed he would die within the year. And he said he had a, a, a dream over and over again of himself lying in his bed. He was in a cemetery. And he said, I, as in Sonia, was looking like an angel. And I was telling him he would be okay. Six months after his surgery, Paul contracted an infection. Aspergillus, I hope I said that right. It was from an unknown source, which was not related to the actual surgery itself, but it just happened. And all the specialists, you know, the doctors were scratching their heads as to how he had gotten this. And he died suddenly at the age of 50 in his bed with me, Sonia, by his side, telling him he would be okay. Wow. But it goes on. Following his death, the landline phone would often make a Morse code tapping sound. This happened to my son many occasions and to myself. And one day I finally told the phone, or was it Paul, to stop tapping, to stop it, because the messages were scaring all of us quite a bit. After that, we never got another Morse code sound on the phone again. And Sonia says, rest in peace, Paul, until we meet again. Wow. Just wow. Again, I don't like to add anything to this stuff, so I'm just going to leave that with you today. That's this week's Sign of Hope. You can overcome any adversity in life. Together we can overcome, we can achieve, we can go on and do great things with the time we have on this earth. So go do it. It's your time. It's my time. It's our time.
0: The Faith Beyond Podcast. To subscribe to future episodes or to follow Tim's blog, go to faithbeyond.org. And you can find Faith Beyond with Tim Maseko on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.